All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to another hour of Sky Chower. I'm Noah. I'm Jesse. And I'm Brian. All right, Brian, welcome back again. Always. Welcome back, Jesse. Yes. Good to be here. All right, this is another, uh, what the, uh, Scotch, what is this, how's it go? Same Scotch time, same Scotch hour? That's right. Okay. Life is great. Life is great. Oh, Batman. Might need to work on that slogan. Because <laughs> yeah. it can't be a slogan if you don't use it a lot. And you clearly haven't used it enough. Yeah, clearly not. <laughs> I always screwed up. Any case, this episode here should be a really fun episode. Uh, one of my favorite distilleries, uh, Oban. We're going to be drinking their uh, distiller's edition. We're going to be uh, reviewing that this evening. Hot damn. Uh, I do like the uh, the green tin there. And that does actually kind of sort of coincide with our topic tonight because our topic we're going to be talking about uh, the basically the codes for uh, Boba Fett and uh, the Mandalorian and that kind of is green, kind of like Boba Fett's uh, armor. There you go. <laughs> I was wondering how you're going to tie that back around. I was like, all right, yeah. all right. So that's, uh, so that's that's how I'm tying that in there. And uh, we decided that moving forward, we always have to stretch whatever scotch we're drinking to the character or the subject some way. So like, hey, like this is scotch hour. They were talking <laughs> about French food. This is French blue, whatever it may be. <laughs> so any case, uh, and then we also have our... Uh, Restaurant review. We went to uh, the Perfect Landing. Um, oh, I don't know if you ever been there. I've never been there, but Flipping. I always drive past it on Arapahoe, yeah. and I'm always like, "Hmm." And then, uh, so we'll do a brief uh, review of that, and then uh, I guess we'll have uh, our shout-outs. That's right. Scotch review. Super excited for this episode. Super excited for the Obin Highland Single Malt <clears throat> Distillers Edition. Um, so we're having a lot of fun. We've spoken about Obin before. So you can review some of those episodes if you wish to learn the long and short of Obin's amazing history. Um, this particular Obin, the Distillers Edition, is aged and has a second maturation in Montilla. Fino sherry casts, which uh, reportedly develops, and this is part of the excitement, a luxurious flavor of butterscotch, toffee, caramel. And of course, as you would only expect and always expect from Obin, a backdrop of that sea salt or brine deliciousness, uh, which goes so great with any of those flavors, butterscotch, caramel, sea, you know, uh, amazing so uh super exciting there and with this uh these are aged 14 years so double distilled 14 years i don't know if it's i'm guessing it's seven years each way but that double maturation is uh, something that distillers frequently do for their additions uh, lots of scotches do this actually that's not really true there's really only a handful of scotches which make their distillers editions publicly available um, but Obin, Lagavulin, some of these guys um, do that and the Obin is one that we've been long and anxiously awaiting for. So on there show. right it's uh, 2007 to 
2021, correct? That's right. This is the 2021 edition. Um, was first bottled, or I should say casked, if you will, in 2007. And uh, 14 years later, we're about to enjoy now, a little e- piece of heaven. Each one of these, they have like a, like a, a lot number or something like that? They or? do. So you can look down at the bottom of the canister. Here we got the OD170FG. Okay. What does that mean? It just means that's the uh, the casks or the barrels that it comes out of. So special release limited edition. That's the batch it was. Yeah. It, will every can have that exact same? No, they're no. all batch on it. They're different based on the batch. So any can that's of the same batch, that. the same year, has that. But much like you know, like an Ard bag, um, there will be special batches, and they will have a different variation. So, but if I'm going to get a 2007 to 2014, I will have that same stamp. Uh, Most 2021, yeah. Yeah, 14 years, <laughs> yeah. But Math. yeah, so it Most should unless <laughs> unless there's like a, unless they made a another cask of the right. same of the same 14 years. So it could it can't it should so there could have been another cast, a different cast, and that would have a different exactly. And they may actually like if they did do that, they could have like slightly different tastes. Yeah, well, interesting. We- when we talk about some of these canisters, Oben's always done a nice job, a uh, nice cylindrical cast. This one has extra details, much like it did with the Night's Watch edition, the limited edition from Game of Thrones. Um, lots of texture here, design. The color is handsome. It is, you could say, not only uh, semi-formal or casual, you can definitely bring this to a high-end beach party, but this you can <laughs> also party. bring to a fine dinner. You know, when three guys are all expected to bring a scotch after a couple of years, and they're like, bring a great scotch, we're doing something special, this is the guy's night or a birthday party, uh, Christmas, this is a great possibility. You know what I would have done with it, like uh, back in the day, maybe like in my fraternity, we used to have like a poetry evening where we drink scotch and smoke cigars and like uh, we'd all take turns reading poetry. That would have been like uh, yeah. a, a total win. Yeah, <laughs> especially with good poetry, not some of that weird modern. <laughs> right. Know. Everything sounded good there, um, except for listening to him and his fraternity brothers read poetry. I can't lime even imagine. On a dime for a lime <laughs> in a mine. Hey, man. It'd be like a limerick by <laughs> Noah. All right, so the bottle, much like the canister, super handsome, great looking. Uh, you know, you mentioned the cigar. This is absolutely, uh, you're wearing your smoking coat, you're smoking a cigar. Night's young, who knows where we land. Don't know where you'll land, but uh, we'll always land a great place. Life is great. But with this, uh, you know, 43% alcohol by volume. Again, they do a nice job. The colors, gold, cream dark teal uh, this, Ooh, this is a sexy teal. this is a sexy bottle it is it's a sexy bottle. all right you know what the uh i'm finding it interesting but the uh the can it doesn't seem to match the label it is a slightly off <laughs> <laughs> they, they've been that way for a long time through the years we've ventured through some of these and uh yeah it is they uh, tend to do that it huh? is i'm assuming intentionally uh, just a slight variant because it's not, this isn't a one-off. This is what they do, and it looks great. I do like the color. I like both colors. Yeah. 
Um, I really want to taste it now, though. Dude, Mm, we're talking about... That whole, yeah, caramel. We're talking about little details, and one of the details I love about some of the finer scotches, and not to bring up a ton of them, um, but I'm going to bring up one. Lagavulin and Oban typically do very similar corks with this wooden top. Oh, yeah. That's a tight seal. Um, Really (laughs) love that. Every Wallace is happy out there. (laughs) Um, This is going to be exciting. Cleanse my palate. Here you go, good sir. Thank you. Thank you. So retail, I do, I know it, I it, see it varying in retail cost, um, anywhere from where we got it at Bevy's for 114. And there's been other places I go, uh, I think as high as what was it, 139 or something like that, or I've more. seen it as high as 179, 179. in some websites. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're getting a deal though for 109, 120. That's a good price. An expected price would be between 130 and 120 for me. All right. Well, I guess we'll go ahead and do our little cut here. Cut and taste. Okay, so we uh, we are back here to uh, discuss our, our findings here. I do love this nice, almost like an orange golden color or orange or uh, orange. Like, it's a little brassy, much like the McAllen yeah. Edition 6. Yeah, but the McAllen number 6, I think it was a little bit darker brassy. Still, yes. But this one has a little bit more of an orange or tint to it. Um, there you go. I was going to say like an amber orange or a yeah. copper yeah. amber right or something there. in there. On the bouquet. Um, I'm getting like a deep forest oak. Um, when you more like like when you go to uh, on the east coast or the northwest or maybe even to like Ireland or the UK, um, where it's a little bit more cooler climate, a little bit uh, um, a little bit more dense than like somewhere here, like in Colorado, and you get that like that wet deep forest oaky smell, and then from there. You definitely still get that signature from Oban, that brine. And I also get some like sli- uh, slight sweetness, which as we were discussing when we we're talking about uh, tasting stuff, could be like maybe hints of orange or something that where that maybe that slight sweetness is coming from. Overall, the body from the beginning of the palate to the finish, it is uh, somewhere between, I would say somewhere between like light to medium bodied. Very smooth, very elegant, uh, lots of complexity um, that you're going to get from uh, every facet of the palate. And uh, I think as we keep drinking it, it just unlocks more and more of its little secrets in there. Um, but the initial, uh, you know, I get some caramel, get some uh, slight malt, uh, some creaminess in there, and uh, maybe hints of like almond. And uh, when you get to the finish, you get like a nice fade away to some of that oak. 
and um, I, I really do enjoy it. Um, this is probably one of my favorite Obens uh, without having to like do a flight. Uh, and I think this is this is an awesome bottle. Like it, it finishes. It's so smooth. It's so like so easy to drink. Um, I can really like if I wasn't careful, I could probably pop open a bottle and drink a whole bottle by myself without even easily. Knowing. So that's you, a review. You, I, you, you were careful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that that's going to be my review right here. I just say like honestly, this is like uh, if you're looking for a. Uh, a phenomenal bottle. This is a great bottle. Um, honestly, I think if you're, even if you're a new scotch drinker, I think you could appreciate this. But someone who like probably has been drinking scotch for a long time, um, you're going to start uh, noticing a lot of the complexities uh, of this, of the scotch. And it, like I said, as we continue to drink it, and I think even as we go through our show, since we just popped it, uh, we're going to actually see a lot more, of its nuances revealing itself to us. For me, just, I mean, it's going to sound a little bit repetitive because I am going to be coming back to this salted caramel chocolate kind of sweet. I mean, for me, the bouquet, that's what I get right in the nose. So that brine is what I'm, you know, I'm getting that and it's in, in that, that sweetness. Um, now when, one of the things I wrote, you know, upon drinking it is, is, is so, so three O's smooth. It is so smooth. smooth and this is criminal. I'm do that lean thing. <laughs> it's easier in a chair. Um, no, I, I agree though. If you were um, wanting to introduce someone, uh, a new scotch drinker to scotch and you want to get them excited about scotch, this, this, this is, this is, it. if they're not excited about drinking this scotch, then they're not going to like scotch. This is a very good scotch. And it's not like, you know, we're all fans of Lagavulin, you know, but so it's kind of, you either like that or you don't. But this, if you just like scotch or just even American whiskeys, and this is Above and beyond, don't get me wrong, but um, I think you could uh, turn some some new Scotch drinkers on to Scotch by introducing this Oban. Fully around, um, yeah, for <laughs> sure, for sure. Um, for for me, the front, the tip, right on the tip of the tongue, I get the, uh, <laughs> only the tip, just the tip, just for a minute. That that sweet caramel right off on the front. Um, it immediately for me goes Ooh. right into kind of this like that that sweet chocolate orange Just which i know they used to advertise those on like commercials all the time you know those like yeah. chocolate oranges right but i've never had one and yet i, I think <laughs> i refer to it a lot in my tastings um never had it but that's uh, what it tastes like the uh, the sweetness that kind of caramel that that comes right back in you get this kind of this this oaky mm -hmm. um kind of like hint to it this sort of feel but it for me even as it, the finish blends away it, it blends into just a great salted caramel Okay. But not too yeah. sweet. Not too sweet. No. Like that chocolatey, that that dark chocolate that keeps it nice and just perfect. Four stars or how many erections, whatever you said. It's a good one. <laughs> I mean, usually it's a decent one if I got 10. You're not worthy. We're not worthy. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> so for me, color, medium brass. You look at that. It's beautiful. It looks great. Um, I actually do. Color does matter to me. And uh, 
<laughs> That's what she said. This is, uh, <laughs> this is nice and uh, appropriately colored, if you will. Medium brass for me um, on the nose. A little bit of orange. Oh, a lot of bit of salt. Um, a hint, just a hint of smoke. But as you move to that palette, the orange at the front, as Brian said, definitely comes out. And then it transitions to this salty, caramel, creamy, sweetness and the best way to define it is you know you yeah really just take a, a sip of heavy whipping cream it's not sweet but it's creamy and you don't mm -hmm. add sugar i'm not talking about sugared heavy whipping cream but just regular heavy whipping cream it's just creamy and then with that there's that caramel taste ah, and then the oak um at the end of the nose and at the end of the palate that red oak i'll say i used to do a lot of woodworking and there was a difference in yeah, the cutting of <laughs> white oak and red oak hey, I'm just so, a tip woodworking a little, little bit of a navajo <laughs> indian so just it's more of that redwood it's got to be the montilla fino sherry casks um that i'm saying like that the finish is uh, all creamy caramel oak wood and i'm talking about um you know, we talk about wet wood. <laughs> She's happy. Oh, man, it smells so great. It's it's fantastic. So the finish, oaky, medium length. She's happy. Uh, oh, like I said, man, this is fully erect. <laughs> no. <laughs> rails off, off the rails. She's happy. Wet She's oak. Happy. <sighs> she Just a tip. Is happy. No, more than I'm a happy. tip. This is fully erect, man. This is all the way in there okay this it's full no half-lasted here man <laughs> all right it's time for our shout outs For me, the shout-outs are going to be wrapped up with uh, the restaurant review. Okay, so you're waiting for a restaurant review. Mm -hmm. Okay. My shout-out goes to uh, Noah because oh. that green chili that I got, that was my restaurant review, was coming over here and drinking some <laughs> of that, eating some of that green chili. <laughs> drinking some of that green chili. I, I, I got oh, to soup it out in there too, you know. Uh, it was good. It was real good. Took the recipe. Thank We're you. gonna enjoy it. It's good yeah, stuff. It's uh shout my, out. My fifth fifth time making that, so or actually technically that version, second time. Okay, so as as a rookie, I might yeah. be able to pull something off. Yeah. Close to it. Nice. Yep, definitely. Very good. There's my shout out. Well done, All sir. Right, thank you. Oh, and shout out to choosing this awesome scotch. Yeah. That's yeah, way to go, Scotch Hour. Scotch Hour did a great yeah. job this time. It's called Gives uh Give Send Go. And uh, so they were. They said that they would go ahead and they would, um, for anyone who wants to give uh, money to the truckers for their cause and allowing them for money, uh, uh, money to purchase food and fuel and stuff like that for them to keep up with their protests, uh, that they could do so. Um, and then they were attacked. And so when uh, their servers were attacked and stuff, uh, Ripple, uh, not Ripple, but um, 
Rumble stepped up and said, "Hey, we got engineers on site. We we can uh, we can go ahead and assist you guys." That's and, pretty and, sweet. And uh, defending that, so is basically this was supposed to be a shout out to Give Send Go right. and to Rumble. Uh, but, but, but bottom line, if you didn't know this, it was these truckers really assembling to uh, speak and protect their own private rights, not to be vaccinated, but also to deliver food that wasn't sitting there for fourteen days. Yeah, and, and spoiling. And their their whole main point was like, why do we have to have mandates when we don't really interact with anybody like we're in our trucks so any case uh so that was my uh shout out The perfect landing, and it was a perfect landing. Uh, the food was phenomenal there. We went there on Sunday for brunch. Um, I know you didn't uh, get the invite. I, I forgot. That's to all right. You. That's all right. Um, I, I think I'll have to go some other time. It sounded like it was a Dude, we need yeah, to go back a perfect evening for landing. another. Yeah, for apparently the okay. evening time they have like a piano playing, and it's like live. Perfect. Yeah, it's like super, super. Uh, so, uh, dude, it's cool. It's way cool. It's She's super cool. dope. Super uh, dope. Uh, any case, She's uh, super freak. Super freak. Super <laughs> it's it's freak. pretty cool. Like the restaurant when you first like it's on the second floor. You walk in. It's at uh, Centennial Airport. You see the the planes coming. You know, taxiing and flying off and taking off and you do in. get to see all that. Oh yeah, man, it's way oh cool. My gosh, and you see right like, by the windows. Yeah, it's right by the windows. And it, like I was telling Jesse, like when we went there, it kind of reminded me like when I went to the um, to the restaurant in uh, Berlin and the TV tower because it's just like basically one row of um, tables all the way around. Uh, and then you look out the windows, so you're able to like see Berlin going all the way around because mm -hmm. it moves. But here, like it obviously, it doesn't move. But it's just basically like a long strip of tables along the windows, so you can see the planes coming in, uh, taxiing. Are there in. different levels of windows, or no, just one level? And uh, and they have like a really phenomenal um, menu. Uh, and I got the we both got it, but uh, it was a uh, the crab. Crab cake, uh, be, uh, eggs, eggs Benedict, Benedict. Mm -hmm. and the hollandaise sauce was perfect. Crab cake was perfect. The uh, they came with the um, um, a side of a like a fruit bowl. Uh, all the fruit, all the Holy fruit was smokes like yeah, super like fresh. actually fresh fruit, fresh nice. fruit like right. Some, yeah, some of the best like strawberries I've had in a while. Um, mm. And then the uh, the potato or the hash browns, I guess, whatever they were, they, those were super tasty. I couldn't even finish my meal. Like, it didn't look like it was very much, but it was definitely very filling. Uh, the mimosa was okay. Nothing to write home about. And honestly, I've had better uh, um, Bloody Marys. We finished up with a Bloody Mary, and that kind of left us both wanting. Yeah. Mm. Can I uh, ask what that's going to set a guy back? Oh, yeah. yeah. So depending on what you get, if you get like a... Stay away from the alcohol, it's going to be decent price. Oh, man, you're going to walk out from between 15 and 25 a person. Uh, you add to the alcohol, you're walking away two drinks, about 45 a person. Okay. That's, that's not right bad. Now, that's right. average. You can't get out of Taco Bell for less than 15 I hear, a person. No, I hear that. No <laughs> kidding. I've been there a multitude of times now. I've never been disappointed. Um, I would actually say that this was the one time the mimosa kind of left me like, that was okay. Most of the times I'm there, the mimosas are great. Um, I've had the... Uh, 
chili relleno breakfast. Oh. I've had the crab hollandaise, you know, breakfast, um, eggs benedict, crab eggs benedict, uh, wonderful English muffins, everything done to perfection. Uh, the fruit was amazing. Literally, as Noah was mentioning, strawberries, perfect. Cantaloupe, perfect. Honeydew, great not perfect but great uh the blueberries were the one thing man ever since i had on my road trip those fresh blueberries from maryland never nothing will ever compare and that's just real so uh that was the one thing where i'm like they're good but everything else was great the service now so we had a shift change in the middle of our breakfast i'm not even gonna call it brunch i don't know why they call it brunch to me it wasn't really so much of a brunch we were there early i uh, went in about 8 30 in the morning uh, but it was a great breakfast it was not a buffet a lot of places have steered away from buffets because of the covid pandemic and restaurants and everything you have to deal with to protect yourselves and also your customers uh, but they've done a really nice job the atmosphere amazing music you were mentioning the music playing it one point yeah it's totally casual it's cozy oh, yeah. like I an italian diner um the scenery the it was like jazz or something like that, that was funny. all sorts of things but the yeah. ambiance the the actual experience is amazing you could easily stay there three hours uh having drinks as long as they're the right ones nice wine selection nice drink selection great food selection it's not ever expanding but a great selection uh, and i've never been disappointed with the food so for me could i take a first date there yes so absolutely yes, yes can you take a second date yes there? yes uh could you go there on an anniversary yes, yes. <laughs> you know here's a couple things though that i want you to understand and expect from this restaurant there will make be, reservations yeah make reservations mm. um expect there to be retired military uh, you better pay respect. You better not think you're all that in a bag of chips and think you're better than anyone else in there. Because if you go in like that, their staff will let you know you're not, as we <laughs> witnessed, which I thought was great. And yeah. are you pretty much guaranteed to see planes moving yeah. in and out? Oh, yeah. Dude, we saw like, <clears throat> we were there an hour and a half. Yeah. There's like saw probably like 25 planes. Like, I mean, is this like a, like, I'm thinking if I was in high school, I'd be like, taking you know girls there for actually like i bet your boys yeah your boys could take it yeah your boys could Dude, take it pretty cool sexy yeah. restaurant <clears throat> and it's not expensive they and the funny it. thing is like when you see the sign driving down arapaho you you're like looks like nothing yeah it looks like nothing. like i said i that's I, that's all i knew of it but i think aaron has gone there with her friend molly and i think oh. they did a brunch in and fact she didn't tell you yeah, which is crazy because she probably didn't care. But for me, you know, I'm just such a nerdy little kid. I'm like, planes, planes. Ooh, look, look, look. You know, and it's and cool because like, like they yeah. taxi up like really close. That would be so awesome. I would yeah. just be, yeah, I'd be like a little kid. Yeah. And then apparently like we didn't, we didn't get to see any, but Jesse said that sometimes when he's been there, you see like the military jets come in and stuff. They fuel the National Guard's planes nice. and helicopters. And dude, there's nothing like that. Like these little private jets and private charter planes that come in and out left and right are nothing until you see the military. And then like, you, you don't just see it, you feel it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so to keep up with the theme here, 
Uh, there's an ongoing theme about uh, one's code and what they live by here. And morality. And, and morality. And so we, uh, uh, I had uh, brought up, uh, let's look at the uh, Book of Boba and uh, the Mandalorian. Uh, before we get started, though, I want to also bring in to account that because of Book of Boba in the last episode, we have to kind of look at the Jedi code as well. Ooh, yeah. So here we. I'm going to start off reading some of the different codes that uh, different. Um, Spoiler Star Wars. alerts, but also why do you have to go over the Jedi code? That's not the Mandalorian or Boba. Because uh, at the end, in episode six, I think we have to a little bit just to touch upon it. All right. So for the Mandalorians, the actual code in Star Wars (laughs) is uh, for Mandalorian, strength is life. For the strong have the right to rule. Honor is life. For with no honor, one may as well be dead. Loyalty is life. For without one's clan, one has no purpose. Death is life. One should die as they have lived. This is the way. So that's the Mandalorian. I think that's actually a pretty good code, and that's. Uh, and I don't like the first part. Not if you uh, still like the Mandalorian at the end, because at the end he's a tool. Like literally, he. Well, see, I think, and, and so before we even really dive into the two shows, I think when we look at the Mandalorian and Boba Fett, uh, they don't. Uh, they the the clan that he is actually a part of doesn't actually follow the code of the actual Mandalorians here that I just read. Not at all. All right, now then we got the Jedi Code, uh, which is uh, there is no emotion, there is peace, there is no ignorance, there is knowledge, there is no passion, there is serenity, there is no chaos, there is harmony, there is no death, there is the Force. But there's also another one called the the Grey Jedis, which are kind of like part Sith and, well, they're not really the Sith and they're not really the Jedis. And they don't really fall on either side. And it says, there is no dark side nor light side. There is only the force. I will do what I must to keep the balance. There is no good without evil, but evil must not be allowed to flourish. There is passion, yet peace. There is serenity, yet emotion. There is chaos, yet order. Mm-hmm. And then we have the Sith Code. Peace is a lie. There is only passion. Through passion, I gain strength. Through strength, I gain power. Through power, I gain victory. Through victory, my chains are broken. The force shall set me free. Now, the reason why I brought up the whole Jedi part here is because we have Luke Skywalker. Spoiler alert if we haven't watched all of them. But we have Luke Skywalker in episode six of the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, not Luke Skywalker like the last Jedi Luke Skywalker. Like Luke Skywalker, Return of the Jedi Luke Skywalker. Yeah, or like Luke Skywalker in the the last episode of Mandalorian. Yeah. Luke Skywalker, who's like a total badass. But showing up and talking and like having a full like dialogue and role. It was amazing. The technology is just blowing me away. It is. And then here's the thing is like he actually sets sets, uh, up uh, Grogu and tells Grogu, hey, you can only take this uh, armor that the Mandalorian has given you, and you can go follow him. Or that, and then there's that code, right? And then there's the code of the Jedi. Or you can take my old master's lightsaber and uh, become a Jedi. So that's the only reason why I wanted to bring up the, and touch upon like the Jedi codes. Um, but so what does he do? Well, we don't know yet. We don't know. I, I honestly, I think by looking at the art, I think he's going to be Mandalorian and Jedi, but. I think he's going to actually... Man up, die. 
think he's going to end actually end up uh, wielding the the black saber. Um, that's that's my goal. I think that's what I think. Or wow, not, put it out there. Like yeah, hey, it's it's recorded. It's out there. It's, yeah, it's out there. Any case, like Nostradamus, um, <laughs> Nostradamus, Nostradamus. <laughs> Any case, um, so yeah. here here's the thing. I think Nostradamus is uh, wrong again. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to toss this out here. Um, who who uh, whose code do you like more? Who do you think is living a better code? Do you think Boba Fett's living a better code or the Mandalorian? Or how would you guys want to view? How do you guys want to take this down the road here? Do you want to go first, Brian? You want me to throw some stuff um, out there? I would just respond to what you said. Like when you kind of laid down all those different codes. Uh-huh. One of the things, even before you started talking about it, like before you laid it all out there, I started, I wrote down like religion. You know, and sometimes, you know, certain. I'm not going to go there. I don't want to get off the rails on religion. You're talking about the Catholics again. Well, but if you, I mean, just certain religions, you have to have, and I, I, I you know, certain religions are very strict. And you right. must follow this and this. And then there are certain religions that are a little bit more open-minded or, you know, whatnot. It's okay to touch and, your little wings. <laughs> it, it just, as I listened to all of them, um, definitely, you know, the, the Mando one just kind of threw me off right away about, you know, um, I think it was like the first, the first line is like, uh, because I'm strong, I lead or something like that. I don't know what it was, but it's, it was like, it, it just made, it, I think it, it, uh, through strength, uh, something yeah. you, you have the, uh, yeah, I can pull it up. The right. Yeah. The right to lead. There you go. Something about strength that. is life for the strong have the right to rule. Yeah. The strong have the right to rule. So that, that was, I was like, what is strength? What, what does strength mean? You know, so that kind of made, I was like, okay, iffy, but that, I can go down that question route. Because strength is not necessarily mine. Exactly. You know, and here's a, here's a, you know, good, good points here from both of you guys. It's almost like the Star Trek's version of Klingons. That's Literally. Could, yeah. Or the Romulans or any yeah. of them, but yeah, definitely Klingon. <clears throat> anyway, sorry. I never even, you, you, you lost me at Star Trek. <laughs> I'm out. Okay. No. Um, but then I started listening to, and the Jedi sounded pretty good. The Jedi sound, you know, you, you talked about the Jedi code, but um, I was kind of, I, I got swayed into that gray Jedi. I'm like, yeah, that's, I, that's just what we're talking about. That's my personality. Cause I, I always, I try and kind of. I believe there has to be evil to be good. I believe there has and to here, be balance. And, here, and, and I think you, that's great that you brought it up because I think the main part here with the uh, with the Jedi code, they can have like no attachments either. Like it doesn't say that in the code there. Yeah. But yeah. they can't have any attachments. And I think that's why Luke tells Grogu, you have to either choose this route or that an route. attachment or not. You know what's crazy though? Love is the answer. They do have attachments. I mean, they attach to their, their master, you know, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. And, yeah. And, so I, I so think. Luke so. loved Obi-Wan, but couldn't announce it. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, you just ruined it. Don't drag Star it back Wars down there. Man. All right. So, That's Jesse. That's a limp lightsaber right there. Just you, saying. Right. <laughs> Did you want to jump in for something with some stuff here? Sorry, I'm just trying to. I just want to throw out, you know, one thing to think about. The Mandalorian TV show. How would you define it? Because how we Space Western. Actually defined <laughs> is an American Space actually, Western. I'd say more like along the lines of a spaghetti Space Western. So ironically, we covered this about eight weeks ago. That's right. Like when Lucas was trying to make an issue. Cowboys. Yes. Yeah. It's an American Space Western. And John Favreau did this well. Now we're done with two seasons. We're all eagerly anticipating season three. Anyone who is a fan at least. Uh, but when you go to Bubba Fett, the question is, what is it? Uh, so Bubba Fett, the actor... Tamura Morrison, I think that's how it's pronounced. Uh, but man, this guy 
is literally a former bounty hunter and a crime lord. He is literally the mob. <laughs> he is. And actually, I forgot to bring up their code, the, uh, the bounty hunter's creed. Uh, no bounty is worth dying for. People don't have bounties. Only acquisitions have bounties. Captured by design, killed by necessity. No hunter shall slay another hunter. No hunter shall interfere with another's hunt. In the hunt, one captures or kills, never both. And the last one is no hunter shall refuse aid to another hunter. Yeah, so the captures and kills thing, both of them are guilty of not actually falling through on that. But a couple things here to think about is what we talked about a week ago, Suicide Kings, the usual suspect, Suicide Kings began 1997 crime thriller, uh, the usual suspects being 1995 neo-noir mystery thriller. Uh, in the usual suspects, you have Kaiser Soze. And to this guy... Is he the Mandalorian? Absolutely not. Is he Boba Fett? He's the closest thing we've seen to Boba Fett. I would say he might be close to Boba Fett, but not really. We do not love. Remember that we, we do not have emotion piece. And with Boba Fett, I don't know if there's any emotion there. He's one. I think he had emotion. Like, what's his code? Boba? Boba had emotion. Because he, uh, he did, yeah, he had his, but his, uh, his code dad says get, he doesn't. Got his head chopped off. He did have emotion. I agree with you, but his code says he doesn't. The Mandalorian's code, I think. The Mandalorians also said nothing and no emotion. They both do, but they both show emotion. I don't think anywhere it says not to show emotion. It's not about not to show emotion. It is. You can read it again. Which part? On the bounty, the bounty hunters, hunters? Oh, or the bubbas, man? Read yeah. bubbas. No bounty is worth dying for. People don't have bounties. Only acquisitions have bounties. Capture by design, kill by necessity. No hunter shall slay another hunter. No hunter shall interfere with another's hunt. In the hunt, one captures or kills, never both. And no hunter shall refuse aid to another hunter. I don't know where... So there's no emotion anywhere. So it's okay to be emotional or non-emotional, but there's no dissection. Sounds so, like you can do your job as so now, emotionless or emotionless. If you're a bounty hunter. Four weeks ago, three weeks ago, we had the Punisher. That's okay. the Punisher all over again. He's a vigilante. Yeah, but I mean. The difference is that Boba Fett's much greater. He is a crime lord. He is now no he's different a crime than lord. Now, yes. Yeah, he's no different than Kaiser Soze or, if you will, uh, Charlie Barrett in Suicide Kings. He's well, running a crime well, ring. Is he really, though, a crime lord at this point? I think he's trying to be one. You climb he's out. Not there yet. You climb out of the pit of the Sarnak, dude. You're a crime lord. <laughs> you're a crime lord. So, but he, climbed, day, he climbed out, become a slave at first. Is it a Sarlacc or Sarnak? I think it's Sarlacc. So now you have to I start. So too. You have to start asking yourself, crime lords, because that's what he is. Crime lords and bounty hunters. He's trying to become. He's either the Punisher or Kaiser Soze, whichever one. Were they wrong? Were they wrong about what? What they did? Yeah. I think 
I think it depends on one's We're perception. We're talking about codes and moral codes. So <laughs> dissect this. What is the Mandalorian code? Because we can read a definition. That's not really what the code is. That's not what he lived by. I Do think we feel bad that he got kicked out of the Mandalores, if you will, the original sex, because he took his helmet off. He was following directions. Same so, the child. So I think here, I think the problem with the Mandalorian is – I think the sect that he is part of, to go back to Brian's, uh, what you were talking about with religion, there's some religions that are more strict than other religions. And their sect even talks about like Bo-Katan and her family and stuff, like how they were the ruling family, Bo-Katan's family, and how Bo-Katan like lost Mandalore, which doesn't really go into the uh, TV show very much. You have to actually go watch the Clone Wars, which uh, you'll see at... Darth Maul is the one who defeats Bo-Katan and she loses the Darksaber to her. And then um, Darth Maul kind of like says whatever and kind of gets rid of the, the Darth. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I think so. But and then whatever. Moff Gideon picks it up? Yeah, the Moff Gideon. That's how he gets it? it? Something like that because he doesn't fight Darth Maul for it. Yeah. And Darth Maul's the one who had it. So why is he able to wield it? Uh, well, he's not, he's a, he's with the Empire so yeah, it doesn't really matter. Penis. He's pretty good at it though. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But in any case, um, I I think Mandalorian's code, like if you look at Boba Fett or you look at as a, a Din Djarin, who's the Mandal uh, the Mandalorian, I don't think either one of them really truly followed the Mandalorian code. I think because uh, Din Djarin, his sect, they like actually left Mandalore and went to like one, like the moon or one of the other places, and they. Uh, they kind of like broke off and they're like, they're kind of a weird sect. They're like super strict and stuff like that. Well, and you know, like Boba Fett is, is not Mandalorian. Technically. No, he's a clone. He's a clone. But his, but I think his dad might've been a Mandalorian. His dad yeah. ultimately <clears throat> was a Mandalorian. Then became a but, bounty hunter. He was always a bounty hunter and then became a crime Lord. Yes. Yeah. But, but Boba Fett actually, really had nothing he doesn't care about mandalorian because i mean when he came back and he asked um he, you know I, he's like i just want my armor that's yeah. just mine that that's just yeah. yeah so i don't think i don't think boba fett is i think he is strictly just a dude who is a bounty hunter who has some pretty big lore he's not just a dude he's got some he's done some amazing things and you know part of that lore if you go back and watch i was talking to know about this i don't know if you've seen it did you watch the uh have you ever seen the boba fett um first appearance in the cartoon 1978 uh, star wars christmas <clears throat> edition yeah, yeah i don't know if it yeah it was, yeah. 1978 was that star wars christmas nice. special <laughs> so it, it is called the the cartoon if you want to catch it on disney plus is the the something wookie yeah the, the friendly wookie or something and it's mm -hmm. this really like kind of noir kind of weird artistic comic stuff but again that his like lore you know he like defeated uh you know a, a, a big snail or something he was a badass yeah he's just he that so his lore he's nothing my point is nothing came from like mandalorian for him it's just it, it was all him because he just saw his dad get his head chopped off and he's like let me grab this armor and skedaddle and he he's a self-made dude 100 percent no, it, no it's, clan, uh, no no group. The the part that's most interesting about that to me, it was literally a decade before the Punisher and the whole psychologically challenged or 
damaged, if you will, group of vigilante comics and stories came into its prime, but it falls right in line with Death Wish. And I think you see a lot of that uh, if you really think about Vietnam War and what happened after that and what's going on with other pieces, it all makes sense, man. We needed some law and order. We're dealing with that right now. So yes, uh, the interesting piece, Noah, uh, you mentioned religion, or actually Brian mentioned religion. Noah, you, you kind of defined that. Uh, but the religion piece is really challenged, if you will, by Boba Fett. You look at his rules, and his rules are so anti-stringent, they're poor opening, if you will, uh, that it's like, so what do you really follow? It's, oh, well, you won't do this, but you won't do that. So you can kill someone, but not if you were going to take them in. Well, that was... That's that's there's the two options well, already. I think Boba kind of changed after he spent time with the Sand People, with the Tuscan Raiders, because I think before before he like spent time in the Sarlacc or Sarlacc or how you pronounce. I'm it. gonna look it up. I gotta uh, know because like when he spent time in there, and he escaped there, he got captured by the Tuscan Raiders, and spent time there. Uh, he was basically a captured prisoner, but he earned their respect. Oh, absolutely. That's why they freed him. Yeah, exactly. And then by doing that, though, he felt that he then, like, maybe found, if you will, his clan. Dude, for me, he was the 40-year-old male finally maturing, becoming someone he knew he was and being like, yeah, this is what I believe in, and now I'm going to stick with it. So I think he found his clan, and then his clan basically got destroyed by the fish people. Uh, yeah, hikes. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so then, uh, you know, he's like, I got to go find my armor. They I'm gonna, weren't even sharks. <laughs> I got to go find my armor, and I'm going to go, basically, he's going to go commit revenge. That is a really good point, because my point was, he, he didn't belong to anything. He had no clan, but I think that was his first experience with that. Yeah, so I think he almost kind of falls a little bit into the... Uh, Mandalorian um, code there, but he, instead of being a clan of Mandalorians, his clan became the Tusken Raiders, and then his clan got wiped out. I think anybody would, you know, that would yeah. that not necessarily like Mandalorian or not, you would just become a part of that clan if they took you in, like in, yeah, like he did, and and then from did. there, I I would say that um, he started creating a new clan and started becoming the crime lord but he also to your point but he never paid anyone to come on board he's like if crime you wanna, lords don't people want to be part of that yeah. they want the power but they don't want to have to follow the other like, religions uh, yeah Fennec Shen he, he's it's like anti-religion yeah, he's like I want to join you basically like she didn't came, he save her or something yeah he saved her and he's like I need your help to get my ship back and after that you're free to go and she just she stayed she hung around yeah. And then she wants to D and he won't give it to her. He might not even have one. We don't know. <laughs> and then the then you got that Wookiee. Uh, I'll tell you what he does have. He's got cojones because he got out of the Sarlacc pit. Yeah, he does. This big. <laughs> with the wings. Sorry. No. <laughs> you both are like, this big at the same time. The balls. Yeah, the, the balls are bigger <laughs> than the breasts. Yeah. <laughs> and then, okay, I got to ask you guys both this. How did you feel about the armorer telling uh, Dejarin that he's no longer a Mandalorian? Dude, I loved this. The one piece, the one quote I can't forget is that persistence without insight will lead to the same outcome. 
Um, that one I will never forget because that one in particular, this is shortly before she then it's like, hey, challenge this guy to a death with the duel with the black saber. And then when the uh, dueler is going to fucking die because of the black saber, she's like, bites off. You're not a Mandalorian. Take the black saber and go. Uh, wait a minute. Why then? Why there? Let him kill him. Then tell him, hey, no, now, now that you killed my one of my best sergeants, uh, you're out. But she didn't do that. And that was her biggest fail and tell to me, if you will, because she was absolutely right with what she said. And maybe that is the long-term goal. Persistence without insight. So in other words, it doesn't matter what you do, how hard you try. If you don't take a step back and say, whoa. I'm still struggling to pay my bills. And now, like, we're going from February to March. I'm going to struggle to pay my bills. Uh, but if you take the day, the hours, the weeks, maybe, the, maybe even the months to like really take the insight and say, why am I struggling with my bills? What can I change? What do I need to change? What can I control? Or why... Am I struggling in any asset, facet of business? But the bills, like, what do I need to change? Hey, guess what? Prices have gone up pretty much across the board, 30%. Uh, inflation will not go away. How do I control that? All right. Thanks a lot, Biden Lawn. But nonetheless, uh, inflation won't go away. So with that, you have to have insight and then be like, okay, how can I control this? Whether or not it's controllable by you, what happened to you, you have to control what you can do. And that is what, to me, she was telling the Mandalorian, but she didn't really define it. Nonetheless, Mandalorian might be better without her. I don't see so that. Do you think she violated the code or do you think Mandalorian violated Oh, the Mandalorian it? absolutely violated her code and the Mandalore code. I don't think took he, off his helmet. I don't think he violated the Mandalore code because he you, took off his helmet. You can't do that. Only for her sect. Well, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. So her sex code. <laughs> to, to hit on your question, you know, what do you think of her kicking him out? You know, just for the helmet thing. It gets back to that, you know, that kind of that strict religion, it's you cheating. know, versus it's the cheating. casual religion. It's and I, I kind of, it, it made me think of, you know, in my position, kind of as a teacher and stuff. It made me think to myself, okay. What, what hill do you need to die on? Like, is this is this the hill to die on? Like, ooh, the helmet. The helmet, that's the one to die on. So you got to kind of decide. And you kind of, when I say it that way, you think to yourself, well, yeah, obviously, it's just a stupid helmet. Let it go. But then, and this is a, this is a quote by a, a former Broncos head coach. And, and, and I get it. Um, it, was, it was Vic Fangio. And he said, you know, death by inches. You know, it's the little things, and enough little things add up. You're How not successful. Small was he? <laughs> yeah, but that's like the, like a military code, right? Kind of death by inches. Mm -hmm. Like in the military, if you let one thing go, you're going to let another thing go. So that's kind of where I'm sort of torn. So I get it. It's like it's, okay. it's just I a little thing. You, so right. this is the but killer. Then once then you like, break a code, you're done. Unless that wasn't ever your code, in which case you're <clears throat> living a lie. Well, and just at what point, you know, is it just, just a little thing? Because enough little things, it throws okay. it all away. Death by so, inches. So here's the thing. Now that Mandalorian has done his, his, uh, uh, his, what is it? His, uh, venture or whatever. His, I forget. His mission. 
I mean, if you want to go Mormon with it, what, or what, what do you call it when he, when he, when he took Grogu? He was already a was solidified member. He was just going right. on. He an he expedition. had to do his mission. He had to go take Grogu to the Jedi. Mm-hmm. But then he came across other Mandalorians who actually lived on Mandalore and knew that the Mandalorians, because he he interacted with them. They're all like, oh, he's part of that weird sect that doesn't take off their helmets and stuff, and, every, and all of them do. So here's the thing. like, Did he really violate the code? He violated the code yes, of that sect, he but he did code. not really violate the code of the Mandalorians. Well, and, okay, so so with it, but they're the only sect left. They're the only one who's keeping well, up these little well, glow there's in the the dark. Book, there's Bo-Katan and her owls okay. and stuff Do like they that. all keep up? I mean, so they can still access the little... Yeah. So what does he care so if I'd be like, well, I'm like, I'm, whatever, I'm not part so of your sect. So it was never part of his code. It was part of a code he was thinking he was following. But at the end of the day, now he has so to decide. Did am he I update weak? his code, though, because he got new information? So this is the trick. Yes. So at what point do you, and this is actually really important because this is where I don't actually think he updated his code. I think he updated his morality. So he only took his helmet off for a child to save a child in particular. And that is a morality issue, not a code issue. So we talk about code. I don't think he violated the code the first time. He violated the code of taking off his helmet. He violated it. But what he didn't violate was his morality. He he took his helmet off three times. He violated morality zero times. He violated the code of not taking off your helmet three times. See, I guess it depends on how one interprets the code, nope. I guess. The code is, don't take off your helmet. The morality is, I'm saving a if life, it's, I'll take if off it's my helmet. strictly, do not take Dude, off the it's helmet, moral versus then he broke code. it three times. It's moral versus code. There are differences. I've struggled with this for two weeks now, thinking about this very fact. But the difference is, there is a code. You're Catholic. You can't touch the little boys. There's also another thing out there. It's called, there's the letter of the law and spirit of the law. Exactly. Yeah. No, I hear yeah. you. Yeah. But... The difference is the letter of the law is the code. The spirit of the law is emotion or morality, if you will. And because I agree with you. I'm not saying you're wrong. You're absolutely 100% right. He broke the code he, three times. I don't think times. he violated the code. He, he, he's out. He's wrong three times with the code. I think two of the three times, times he's okay. Three times morality. I forgot what the times were. Dude. Okay. So the first time you can't is. can't take your helmet off with anyone else around. I know, but okay, what, so, what were the three okay, times? You say what? Anyone. It's like so. It's the first really one talking about Catholics hmm. and sex. The, the question <laughs> she asked: Did you ever take your helmet off? Yeah, she asked: Did you ever take your helmet off? And it, to that answer, he took it off three times. Once with the robot in order for him to for the robot to heal him. The robot wasn't a human, so he didn't realize that was a violation. The second time he took it off, but no one saw him take it off. But he put on a stormtrooper helmet to escape. I think it was to break in. Or was it to his I think it was to break in. No, it was to break in when they were in that, like, 18-wheel drover. And then the third time is when he took it off, when already Bo-Katan and her her, her uh, other Mandalorians had already, had already taken, taken off the helmet. And, yeah. and uh, Super Jedi uh, Luke Skywalker comes in and crushes all those, uh, all those robots mm-hmm. and then goes to take Grogu away. He takes off his helmet so Grogu can see his face. Bottom line is a rule's a rule. So there is rules are made r- to be broken. 
That is not a code. <laughs> but again, it sounds <laughs> like that. Okay, it sounds Morals, like. Morals, not code. Okay, but I it sounds you, like. I'm right. Moral, he did not break. Code, he broke. But it sounds like. That's the truth. Those codes vary. Okay, so right? the I'm codes vary. Kind of like the laws vary from ah, Europe to here, okay, Amsterdam wait, to here. Wait, we're all humans. We're all Earthlings, but our codes vary. You're not wrong. You are absolutely right. But what the truth of the matter is, you're in America. The speed limit is 40 miles per hour. As soon as you, as soon as you go 40.01, you're breaking, you're breaking the law. The law. Yeah. However. That is a code, not a morality. That yeah. is what the Mandalorian yeah. did. Yeah, that's yeah. He's still wrong. The difference is the Mandalorians don't so know. So can you be wrong and right at the same time? Well, I wonder, though, because here's the thing. Strength. Here's you the bring thing, emotion in as the evil in that point, to your point, the evil emperor's like, oh, well, the imperial code is X, Y, and Z, emotion. Yeah, with emotion, you can absolutely... I'm trying to get to a wedding of my daughter because she's marrying some fool I hate, but I'm going to do it anyway, and so I'm pissed, but I'm also late, and I'm going to fuck go 120 miles per hour down the road. Arr, let me off, officer. I got to get to this wedding. This is real. It's okay. emotional, though. It's not but factual. For Mando in his code... idiot for leaving yes, for Mando in his for code. Mando in his code, I would equate it to... <laughs> Somebody told him, look, you have to drive 40 miles per hour on this road. And he goes, all right, he I believe you have to drive 40. And then, no, but listen, but then, but then he goes, country music, 45. <laughs> and he's like, oh, God, I went 45. And then the cop pulls him over and goes, well, dude, the speed limit's 45. So it was okay. Right? So yeah. did he break the law? Douche canal. <laughs> Right? You know yeah, he, he, is, he, right? He broke, he, he didn't even break the code because he he thought he broke his code. So, yes, he he thought he, he broke he the thought, code. He thought he broke They're his, like, dude, you didn't really break the code. Yes. But now this new lady is like, ah, you did break the code. Well, it's so he's the getting a mixed message on code. He was always yes. breaking the code. He knew the code. He was breaking it. He did break it three <laughs> times, but he didn't break morality. And there is difference between moral and code i will give you i'll give you that but i'm yeah, just no saying like, denies that you're yeah. not giving me anything there are differences between no. code and morality i agree a with you we'll see i give you That's that code. i agree with morality you. morality is dude i can't kill this guy you, to kill an asshole like he like he got wrong information from the first person got additional information from this another is why person, i was so excited by this back. episode by the way <laughs> i knew this was going to end this way by the way Dude, it's just real. Morality and code are different. You have to they dissect are. them. They are. They and are. code True. is real, but code is for people who have zero emotion. You can't be 100% code if you are 1% emotion. Every percent emotion that you are, you lose that in code. There is a 100% rule. I've lived All my right. life by it since I was 18. So you have no emotion. No, I absolutely have emotion, <laughs> but I will not say I'm like, this is 100% strict. If I'm like, well, you know, 50% of me is like... So you have a base code. Bro, you're my son. You broke this rule. No, that, that can be applied in like all sorts of facets yeah, in life. Like, I mean, like That's just, just as you've grown older, you, you know, your parents are like, here's the never, thing. ever, ever, ever lie. And then you're like, well, sometimes. I'm drinking all your own. Sometimes. I know you are, you bastard. <laughs> I got three bottles upstairs. You're good. You got another bottle over here. So my point being, though, 
I don't wrong the Mandalorian for any of his actions. Neither do I. I do emphasize that they were emotional, not factual. So he's not a priest in the Catholic Church molesting young boys. I'll probably hate myself in the morning, but I'm off tomorrow. Yeah. Anyway, so he's not. He probably just blew out somebody's drum ear <laughs> or ear drum. <laughs> I want to see what it he looks was like back. He backed away. He knows when how I to blow project. your drum ear. <laughs> The point is, this is my point. Boba Fett is Kaiser Soze in The Usual Suspects. The Mandalorian is... The Punisher? No. Well, Dude, Kaiser Soze is yeah. so beyond Boba Fett. Boba Fett does not match up to Kaiser Soze. Dude, Kaiser Soze killed his own wife and children to make sure the Hungarian mob didn't. That's what I'm saying. Kaiser Soze is like out there on a whole different he's, level. That's I agree with beyond. you, but he's Boba like, Fett's the closest. So, Boba what would Fett you say? Like, nothing. who who would you say like human form is closest to Boba Fett? Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Donald. I, I don't Trump. know, man. Boba Fett is like he's like he's like. I'm thinking like Scarface or something. Scarface? Say hello to my little friend. Hell yeah! Depends that, so that's, that's, well, that's who Bob Boba Fett was. He was pretty much you know he an was assassin. Like that. But now he's changed, so he's now he's a little more uh, Tony Soprano. You know, he's got. I would say probably movies. more Tony Soprano. I would say more Sopranos, which is going to yeah. be possibly three weeks from now. I'm just saying. Nice. Oh my I god! Give, I, I cannot. Give. I cannot watch rewatch all the Sopranos. I'm not asking you. You remember most of them. That's how not stigmatizing really. they I mean, are. The, the gist of it. But yeah, he's more Tony Soprano because there's said, that emotional okay, piece. You, yeah, I will agree with you on Tony Soprano over over Kaiser Soze. Yeah, okay. Tony I think Kaiser Soze is one of a kind. Kaiser Soze is just like, he's wicked I'm evil. Saying, I don't think Boba Fett's evil. Kaiser Soze is wicked evil, man. So I will actually say and challenge you guys. I to say think Kaiser Soze is probably closer to like maybe Darth Vader or the Emperor. Yeah, yeah there you say, go. Yes, I'm gonna say yes. actually I want to challenge you on that and say not Darth Vader or the Emperor, but Luke Skywalker. No, Luke Skywalker. Wait, why, why not Luke Skywalker? No, because Kaiser Soze, Luke Skywalker. I, well, okay. Luke I, Skywalker kills everything he perceives as evil based on his emotional experiences in the past, with no emotion. Oh, I don't know. The, the Last Jedi is not my Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't really the Last Jedi. You might be the Last <laughs> Jedi. You're like, Jedi. no, the Last Jedi. <laughs> the Last Jedi is where, like, all of a sudden, like Luke Skywalker goes from being a total badass to being like this total drunk Jedi. He's like. I killed my nephew because I had a bad dream. Like, yes. That's such a stupid yeah, that's epic movie. That's the Wolverine. Like, nothing's new. This story happened again in the Wolverine. Now I'm crying. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we probably should wrap up. <laughs> We've digressed. We already knew this would be the longest episode ever. But, you know, a couple of things I want to wrap up with is you really got to have, you have to think about the fact that. Boba Fett versus the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian. So which one is great? Which one is not? Is one better than not? I will tell you in Boba Fett uh, episode, I think it was episode six, uh, season one, episode six might have been. Yeah, no, it wasn't five. It was six. Uh, five struck me, though, when the armorer said persons without insight will lead to the same action. I think that's real. And I think that's the longstanding standing 
uh, life of the Mandalorian. And the question is, we none of us know yet. Uh, John Favreau, don't ruin it for us, so don't tell. But does he learn? And that is the truth for any of us. The Punisher, uh, any of these characters, Char Charlie Barrett, Kaiser Sose. Did we learn? Did we apply persistence without insight? You have to learn from your actions. Did you take that action? Did you learn? Did you apply it? And her comment means very much to me that the, the Mandalorian either learns or doesn't. My guess is he does. He brings a greatness to the future of Mandalore and the Mandalorians. I actually hope that, but I also hope he becomes human and that's also real. But it absolutely is part of something we talked about all the way back to talking about that this is a, a freaking cowboy space movie series. And I love that. And uh, Clint Eastwood, thank you. I'm going to get off my bandwagon, pass it on. Um, but cheers to you, John Favreau. These series, these episodes have absolutely enthralled me. That, if yeah, you know what that word means. You've enslaved me to your <laughs> shows. And I love it. But, uh, man, bring it on. And the scotch, only more delightful than ever. Uh, Brian, no, you guys are next. Brian. <laughs> All right. For me, um, Book of Boba. Just talking about the Book of Boba, I want I wanted to get a little deeper into the important stuff like That's Tatooine and all the awesome aliens. And I'm very very into what Favreau's done. And Tatooine is the perfect place to go back to. Like that is the hub, right? Yep. Where like everybody can come there. Spice smugglers, and you're going to see some people from everywhere. So I love that they can bring in all the different aliens. Um, I liked talking about the, uh, you know, the, the, is Boba, you know, is he moral? Is he following a code? I think that's, I think you need to, for me, uh, I go back to the gray Jedi. I love theirs. Theirs was that perfect balance. And I'm a pretty gray dude. I think I'm always like, like there, I'm, I'm always amazed at how many people that I come across can talk like so 100% about something. And I really, I can't. Because I'm always open to be like, hey, you know what? You you might be right. I'm open to like alternatives. So I'm, Think I'm more about Mr. Miyagi. Oh, walk yeah. on right side road, okay. Walk on left side road, okay. Walk in middle. They're one hundred. I'm gonna get squished like a bug. They're one hundred. Though is the fail is that's the not having insight to experience. I actually think that the armorer was telling him, man, you're on your own path to greatness. And I actually believe that I uh, think is that he was the one that would have insight, whereas they did not. I actually think she was giving him credit because they would all fail. I think if we really, if she really was holding up to her own creed or, or code. She wouldn't have told him that. Not only that, though, she, like, Ando could have put her in her place. He won the Black Saber out of a out of a fair fight yeah and those who won the the saber of out of her twice, twice by the way are supposed the, to lead man mandalore exactly so he should have been like you know what he could be like fuck you bitch you never mind no i you take your helmet off and you take your helmet off i know everybody takes your helmet off because you i'm wielding the saber i think you need to understand that is john favreau's long standing point here yeah, is that's bullshit 
Anyways, uh, continue on after I dropped my F-bomb there. So no, that, that was it. I just, I okay. dig talking about it. And well, I, that's Frank, a very good point. Frankenweenie's F-bomb. She needs to, yeah, he could have been like, hey, oh, and by the way, you know, her, when you have this that strict of a code, okay, nobody is perfect. So exactly. nobody, if your code is in, you know, you must do these things, nobody can follow it. So really morality the human element whatever that code is there's always a bend and a fluidity so she could have been called out just anyway be like dude i know you took your helmet off you know whatever Perfection. you're not perfect either but he could have called her out for that reason and he could have also been hey check out my saber lady perfection yields weakness <laughs> okay yeah, so i guess uh my wrap your, up, your wrap up yeah my wrap up on the uh, mandalorian and boba fett um, trump hat I think, yeah, my Trump, my Trump, looking good, looking good. Uh, my Trumpkin. Um, I do believe, like, as a young age, when as we grow up, um, we are reliant upon our parents, uh, teachers, Open mentors, other and other things like that. And our mind is much like a is like a, much like a blank computer having a software uploaded into it. And mm -hmm. I believe we we start off with a set code or base code which will then eventually evolve over time. Um, and I think it, I think it can change or it can alter, but ultimately whatever we set off in the beginning as a base code will be our base code. And we won't very, we won't very far. We won't very too far from too that, far from it. That, that, that median. And, and I think, and I think what's happened with the Mandalorian is like he was given a base code as an orphan and I think when he came across and got other information added in, he kind of updated it, but it wasn't huh. really ever truly his his true code uh, because he had that base code. Mm -hmm. and I think the the like the whole helmet thing is like a peripheral type of code that can be changed. No, that base code makes a lot of sense because I think and I agree with you. Still, we're think all, you have to separate code and morality. I, I'm not, I'm not, and I think that's where morality does come in. Is kind of helps change that, that the base peripheral. character. Maybe you can use yeah. your, your base character. Yeah, your base character. But then that's why that's why I stay gray because yeah. I've got that base, but I do I'm open to. Gray. And, and I think it's kind of interesting <laughs> seeing like how. George Lucas or how the Star Wars universe all kind of encompasses like different codes for like the Mandalorians and uh, the Sith and the Jedi and stuff like that. And I think uh, John Favreau being a, and, uh, and uh, the other uh, Dave Filoni, I think is, is, is his name, the other guy uh, who are both who are co-creators of, of uh, the Book of Boba. Uh, I think they've done a really great job of bringing in all that stuff and trying to introduce it and and uh, building the whole legends and all that stuff in, and I and I and obviously it hits home with all three of us because I think this this particular podcast could actually go on for hours, and especially like if none of if all three of us didn't have like work the next day, <laughs> I know that scotch would be gone. That second bottle would be open. Another bottle would be open. And, bottle would be no open. and uh, but I'll I, go get a bottle upstairs right now if you guys want to keep talking for another hour. <laughs> yeah, but here, here's I've the thing. That. Well. Three more uh, of these upstairs. Uh, but here's the thing is that I think um, everyone has a code. And whatever your code is, you try to follow it as best you can. But and I do agree with Jesse That's here. the question. Codes and morality don't necessarily align. And as, as I was about to say, as I do agree with you, Jesse, that for every point, I guess if you're looking at a point system, for every point of morality, you lose a point of your code. And you can't like it sometimes. 100% rule. Potentially. 
Potentially. And sometimes they, they don't always mesh together. Sometimes Unless they, they do mesh together. I was going to say, then it wouldn't. Matter. Yeah. Most of, you know, if you can be in total alignment, then that's great. But there's sometimes where a morality check or a morality point comes up and you will. Goes against the goes, code. Goes yeah. Code and yeah. And that's where that spirit of the law comes in. And this is what your point, what your point was earlier. There's morality versus the code. And you have to take a deeper dive into it. Uh, with that, I think this is a very fantastic and very, uh, uh, complex topic to to uh, to discuss, and I wish we had more time in our podcast to cover. Dude, this. we do next week. We do next week. Uh, but to wrap it up here, uh, we'll just say, you know, stay true to yourself, have your code, but also also be aware of the morality of what you have of others and yourself. Be gray, great job. And uh, do do what's you know, just be you, whatever. Um, with that, though, uh, Jesse, do you have anything you want to say? Yeah, oh, first don't of all, forget, next week, Eric Q. Um, How do you say it in English? Hercules. 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 You read it by the uh, American pronunciation, was Eric Q. is the detective, the French detective. And this is so great because, man, you guys have so much to learn about this gentleman who was originally a Belgian priest. And with that, though, Agatha Christie's crime detective, if you will, um, this next show will really focus around him. Uh, we've already seen his previous movie, and we're going to continue to see his next movie, Death on the Nile, uh, directed by Kenneth Branagh. Uh, He's also the main star. So the director is also the main star. The guy with the wild moustache uh, who... Really? Yeah, dude. The director oh, is the oh. main actor. Uh, and we're also going to enjoy the space side. Ben Riak 10. Nailed it. Yeah, man. No, I know I did because I, <laughs> I know. researched <laughs> it. Uh, ben Riak 10. Spaceside three cask matured. Ooh, Scott. Three cask. Three uh, cask. Not, not two. Not two. Not one. Here's one. Three cask. Here's why this is most impressive to me. This is the first one where it's Rachel Berry, mm. a female. Ladies and gentlemen. Hey, man, don't shoot your load here. Wait till the next episode. I don't know what she looks like. <laughs> But we got <laughs> Jesse's like you're speaking my language now. <laughs> right, she Innuendo. <laughs> Innuendo. Wait. In Anything you want to say to the people to, to sum up? Yeah, no. Please drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. <laughs> I bought my beer. Jesse will not be driving Wait, anywhere tonight uh, or tomorrow morning. Or tomorrow morning. Mm. Uh, Brian, thank you for being on the show once thank again. You. I love the I love this piece because ultimately my goal when I started this all the way back in you know like eight episodes ago with or seven episodes ago with cowboys was what is your code what is morality and at the end of the day you should have a code that you stick by but there's also a morality piece. And this is where the struggle comes in. Where do you bend your code? So I will always wear my mask. For example, the Mandalorian. But it, his morality, that's his code. But his morality is, I've been still on a mission to save the child. 
and now he has to <laughs> oh well shit my code's out the door i had to take my mask off and that's real and we all face that at times in our life and i am super excited to continue this for at least another three episodes uh the next one detective pedro in death on the nile uh comes out this week next week we'll review it dude i can't tell you i'm more excited uh ben react scotch this is a 10 year uh done by master blender rachel berry yeah man I, no i'm actually stoked about all this because part of this whole thing this last eight weeks has been what's my code what's my morality i have two kids i have a code when do i blend it or bend it or break it when do i not brian you're up uh, i think i wrapped up already i think Did i you, was done yeah you want to say anything to the people uh, oh people no i like the uh blend it bend it break it that's that's pretty good blend it bend it break it okay with morality and uh code all right, so I'll just finish up saying thank you, everyone, for watching us. Uh, if you're on YouTube or Rumble, if you were listening <laughs> listening to us on Podbean, Spotify, or any of the other formats, I want to thank you for listening to us. Hopefully, you enjoyed this episode. Please leave some comments about what you think and what you believe about the codes or the Mandalorian or Boba Fett. And um, next week, just keep in mind, we're going to watch Death on a Nile, and we're going to discuss that and uh, that Detectives was a pro, prot, pro, whatever. Hercule Pro. We're going to talk about No that, E, no H. Yeah, we're going to talk about the Detectives, uh, <laughs> his code. And uh, with that here... Uh, yeah, just uh, I want to say cheers and uh, same bad time, same bad channel, or in this case, same scotch time, same scotch hour. And drive. please drink responsibly. Cheers. 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 We hope you enjoyed this evening's episode of Scotch Hour. If you did, please like, share, and subscribe. Also, if you have not done so already, please become a Patreon member with memberships starting as low as $1 a month. Thank you and hopefully you have a wonderful evening.